Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. just me but something feels completely off with this lady women's basketball team I am gonna say something and it's gonna bite me in the rear end it feels like there's there's a lot of ball being played that is me ball and not we ball turn that m upside down we not me I understand, look, you played a really, really good game against South Carolina. Specifically in the first half. But the second half, they kind of came back on you. Losing that game doesn't really change a whole lot for me. Look, you might have just gotten beaten by a better team. Dawn Staley, I mean, she's really good at her job, guys. Just being honest. But this is two games in a row, two day or two games in back-to-back fashion where I I come out of it at the end of it and ask myself the question, how bad do you want it? Now, I understand the Angel Reese fouling out against South Carolina. Okay. I, I mean, all righty. Not a lot you can do there. I mean, you had some questionable calls. We went off on the refs. I'm with you on that. But, man, I got to tell you, something feels completely off. Nothing feels more off for me than Haley Van Lith. Look, it's tough because how bad is the plantar fasciitis? I've never had plantar fasciitis. I couldn't tell you. But she's one from six from the floor. She scores four points and doesn't move the ball around effectively enough. Angel Reese didn't have a completely bad night, but she went 7 of 17 from the floor. I mean, yeah, she had 20 and 18. Uh, Okay. She still was 7 of 17 from the floor. She did not have a good night uh, offensively. Anissa Morrow, 6 of 18 from the field. So, I mean, the only one... That was worth a damn and consistent offensively. Maybe Michaela Williams. She was five for seven. What was Johnson? I mean, she had 18 points. But that's not the real big thing for me. I think there's two things that can be said about this lady women's basketball team. I don't, they, well, number one, I, I feel like there's a lot of me ball being played, not we ball. But, guys, you don't have a bench. Like, at all. For example, the last two nights, or last two games, rather, the bench has gone off for the, or good and or been good enough for the t- opposing team to beat LSU. South Carolina, that's expected. Mississippi State, I get that they're 18-5 uh, and five now. They're not a bad team. But you got Rodgers coming off the bench, giving you 19 points. You got Shepard coming off the bench, giving you 12 big points. And then what's even crazier than that, you got your Kayla Jordan, who went off tonight, who had 23 big points, 
who's from New Orleans. Now, she's a senior, and you can't blame Kim for that, <coughs> excuse me, for that young lady going to Mississippi State. But, man, I, I would really like your Kayla right now, to be honest with you. Something feels off. I I I I don't know. I, I don't know. I just can't put my finger on what the major major issue is. I, I know what the fundamental issue is. The fundamental issue is: look, you're gonna lose some of these scrappy games like this, and games that are physical, and they te- other teams can wear you down a little bit. You don't have a bench. That is, this team is not deep enough. They're they're just not. Del Rosario, the freshman, can she, will she get better? Will she be better? Probably in her career. But Poa is the only other person that can come off the bench and give you any valuable points and or minutes and or points. I mean, that's at least what Kim has seen. Guys, they played seven girls tonight. They played seven girls against South Carolina. But you're going to have to find somebody that's on that bench that can give you some minutes. That can give Johnson some minutes. That can give Michaela some minutes. Because if you don't, if you don't, I I mean, you're going to play a scrappy team that really and truly you have no business losing to Mississippi State that can beat you. Now, it was a sold-out crowd in the hump. Mississippi State was fired up. That's the LSU effect, but it doesn't change the fact that your bench play, you don't, you're not a deep enough team. That, that is going to be the thing for the season. And you can say, well, Blake, what you're saying is not fair. I actually got it from some people when we talked about the postgame show. Well, Blake, you don't talk about us enough. How do you know that we're not deep enough? Okay, well... That sounds that sounds okay. That sounds good. Well, Kim does because you're only playing seven girls. That that's not me saying that. Like Kim is saying that. Now I, I know you had Smith that went down. That's very unfortunate. Paul is which you probably thought in the beginning of the year would be able to give you some valuable minutes. But Kim trusts nobody else on that bench other than Del Rosario. Which by the way, I don't know how much Kim trusts her right now because. Uh, I think she's doing that to give Angel a little bit of a rest. I think she's kind of she kind of has to. She doesn't have a choice. So, look, man. Um, we just don't have a bench, and that is what it is. I do want to say this. <laughs> I, I do got to say this. I forget which young lady <laughs> from Mississippi State shot a three from like five foot from the from the uh uh, uh from midcourt <laughs> but she went out there and she was like stephanie i mean she was trying to drain a three from way back in the distance caitlin clark does that okay it is what it is you know but i mean i mean who she thinks she was stephanie curry i mean <laughs> kobe you know, uh, almost got LSU back in the game a little bit. I mean, down the stretch, Mississippi State has some horrible shot selections. But to, to kind of wrap this up a little bit, to wrap this up a little bit, um, a, a, another big thing was Mississippi State was 9 of 17 from behind the arc. I, I, I mean, guys, anytime you have a team that shoots 18 or close to or is over 50% from the three-point line, it, it's going to be tough to beat them. I, I mean, and, and this is another one where LSU, I mean, the third quarter obliterated you. I, I mean, look, you, you go up two at half, you have a really good second quarter holding them to 15 points, but Mississippi State came out at halftime and scored 28 quick ones on you. I mean, just draining them for three. 10 of 11 in the third quarter was Mississippi State. 10 of 11. Three of those being threes. So, Jerkayla Jordan, Poe, 
the bench, Rodgers, they went off on you. And Rodgers had went four from eight from three tonight. So good for them, good for Mississippi State. I, I, I'm sure they will um, they will celebrate this. Oh, 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 oh. Here's another thing, too. Guys, turnovers. You can uh, – Mississippi State had 22. They actually led. They had more turnovers than you did tonight. LSU had 21 turnovers. That was another thing that you just cannot have. Turnovers were a big problem in tonight's game for LSU women's basketball. Angel had three. Uh, Michaela Williams, which, look, Michaela Williams is going to be a, 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 an all-star here. She's going to be an all-conference type of player. Gosh, she has not shown up in, in, in back-to-back games. She did better offensively tonight. She's going to be fine. I'm not worried about her at all. Like, she's going to be fine. She's going to be okay. But she has kind of taken a step back a little and when, the, when the lights have gotten brightest. She had a big three there at the end, cut it to within three. But she had five really bad turnovers. Really bad turnovers. One, you can probably make the argument wasn't her fault. Um, but, man. And then Haley Van Lith. Haley Van Lith actually went into the fourth quarter and didn't have a – she didn't have a turnover in the second or third quarter. She had two in the first. Um, the pass that she had, LSU was actually up um, – the pass that she had in the third quarter that gave Mississippi State the lead, come on, dude. It was lazy. She literally was looking, and Jordan was all over her, was all over Johnson. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Morrow and Reese both had a, uh, had 11 steals combined, though. I, I mean, that's what kept it close. But you gave you gave the ball over a lot. Um, Julius says, I love Haley Van Lith, but if she is injured, switch something around, even though I know we probably can't. I don't know what you switch around. What are you going to switch? What are you going to switch? Um, so yeah, Sherry Berry says, Mulkey never plays a deep bench, but she does usually play more than six. Yeah. I mean, she's going to have to Sherry Berry. I, I mean, I mean, last year she was playing eight. Sometimes nine. I, I mean, who was it? Was because Paul, who saw a lot of action? Smith that came off the bench. Smith, Paul, um, who was the girl that drained all those threes in the national championship game? Why is her name? Um, why can't I think of God, dog? It. It'll come to me. Why can't I think of. Who drained all the threes in the national title game versus Iowa? God help me. Um, uh, whoever, who, whatever. Yo, Carson, Jasmine Carson. Thank you. Uh, oh, Danny girl, Jasmine Carson. Um, so that's eight, or that's four. Poole, Smith, Carson. Who was the fourth? Somebody else would come off the bench, too. So, yeah. Uh, Chili with a $1 super chat says, Flaugier and Williams should alternate uh, with Haley Van Lith. Luther, yeah, but Luther started. Um, I don't, here's another thing, too. I don't think it's completely fair to blame, like, here's what I see on social media, at least. Uh, and before we get kind of rolling and started here, a lot of people blame Haley Van Lith for everything. Um, that's not fair. Um, because in, in fairness, Williams had five turnovers. Morrow went six of 18 from the field. Angel went seven of 17 from the field. Now, Haley Van Lith had a horrible night offensively. She's one for six. I, I'm not here to defend her. I'm not defending her. Let's not act like she was the massive issue here now, too. But they do not have a point guard. A one that's playing one to a higher level right now, though. Not here to defend her. At all. But. Yeah. 
Penn Jones says they don't have a floor leader like they had last year. Yeah, I mean, Luther would get him in a lot of uh, a lot of uh, POA. That's who it was. Thank you, Derek. Um, POA, Carson, Poole, Smith. That's it. That That's exactly – so they play eight. Um, but the Penn's uh, Super Chat here, $199 Super Chat, says it seems like they don't have a floor leader. I agree. I, I, I 100% agree. I mean, I hate when I wear these stupid khaki shorts. I don't even know why I'm wearing khaki shorts. Guys, it's 60 degrees outside. My big ass is wearing khaki shorts. But, um, yeah, I, I just – maybe I'm wrong. Here's what I'm going to do. Let me do this because I want y'all's opinion. Don't listen to me. Um, let me ask y'all this. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Do you think that they're playing a lot of me ball or they're playing a lot of we ball? Me ball, thumbs up. We ball, thumbs down. Maybe I'm the only person that thinks this. Maybe I am the only person that just looks at Like Angel Reese is down at the block. Anissa does not want to give her the basketball. Refused twice down the stretch. You were down five. And Angel had a mismatch. Angel had a guard on her. I think it was Jordan. They got a mismatch, and she doesn't feed her the basketball because it seemed as if it, it it felt to me or it seems as if that she wanted to go in and score. And let me say this. If it's not we – if it's not if, – if you're giving a thumbs down, give an explanation. Maybe I'm wrong. Look, maybe I'm wrong. It's just the way that I'm seeing it. I will 1,000% if somebody comes to me and says – I don't agree with you. Okay. Maybe I'm misreading that. Maybe I am. But I don't feel as as if I am. Again, (laughs) I might get a really nasty text message tomorrow from somebody on that that staff and it just says, what the hell are you talking about? We're really close knit. Okay, well then my bad. I'm wrong. I, I'm just telling you what I see. Now, normally coaches don't do that. They'll they'll they reach out and say, "Hey, man, what did you what did you see?" That look, man. Let me tell you. Uh, let me tell y'all something. Let me tell you something. Coaches, they always want to talk. Don't let don't don't let that ish confuse you. All right, hold on one second. Speaking of the devil. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. Who knows? All right. We got some other things to discuss. LSU baseball also on the horizon. Um, We'll talk about that. Need to touch a little bit more on some football stuff. We'll get to that. Um, Got a lot of Saints fans mad at me from my midday show. If you haven't done so, we did do a midday show. So go over to our YouTube channel. Um, if you missed it, we talked a lot about Austin Thomas. So yeah, um, might have to, 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 to talk about this dude. I'm telling you this, Mike, I'm taking a lot of heat on this Mike Thomas thing. A lot of heat on this Mike Thomas thing. I'm not going to talk about as much as I did today at the end of the show. I do need to talk about it. Do probably need to go around your sec, uh, Missouri hired their DC, um, we could do that. And then Super Bowl here at the end. I'm going to get y'all's opinion. Who do you think wins the Super Bowl? So stick around. We might do a, a pick them too or a score thing too that if you come, whoever comes the closest, we give a gift card or something away. We, we've done that like every year. Uh, we might do that again. Okay. Got to get to a break. Got to pay some bills. Everybody do us a favor, though. Hit the like and share. Share to all those social media groups. If you're on Facebook, like, share. Share to those pages or groups. Share to your own pages. I appreciate it when you do it. Helps us grow tremendously when you do that. You're watching us on YouTube. Like, subscribe, notification bell. There's a lot of you in here that hadn't hit that like button. Do us a favor. Hit the like button. Hit that like button. Hit the share to all those groups and all those pages. Um, wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe, we greatly appreciate you doing that. So about our good friends at betonline.ag, our good friends over at our good friend over at LPT Realty, Tyler Alexander. We'll talk some baseball, we'll talk some football. We got lots to discuss. We do that next.
BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. He will sell your house and find you a new well, Tyler's the man, he's here for you. If you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Dial 955-0008. Just call 955-0008. Y'all call Tyler, he'll shoot you straight. We're back. All right. We got to get moving. So listen, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Austin Thomas coming back. We talked about that earlier in the day. You can go check that out. I'm sure we'll clip it. The guys will clip it uh, and put it up on our YouTube channel. If you miss it, you can catch the clip probably uh, tomorrow morning. There is one thing I do want to talk about, though, very quickly in reference to Something I missed on uh, earlier today that I want to hit back on uh, here again because what I didn't necessarily expect was a lot of the questions uh, in reference to people asking, "Well, why is he back?" You know, like what you know we we like Austin. We you know we know the rumblings of why he's here, what he's coming back to do. Guys, it, quite honestly, it's simple. They shouldn't have let him go the first time. If I'm being honest, there was a lot of pettiness that went on at the end of Ed Orgeron's career. You know, Ed said, I don't need somebody. Look, Ed basically ran him off and said, I don't need somebody to help me with practice schedules. And that was a lot of the downfall to Ed. I'm not talking on him. Look, Ed, I've said this before. Ed is amazing, an amazing human being, a fantastic human being. Just at the end was a really bad coach, okay? I wanted to be known on something. Ed wasn't innovative enough or had the vision enough to see where college athletics was going. Like, he, he, he just wasn't, okay? Mainly due to the fact and the point and the idea that he just let a guy like Panamski, okay, run – Talk to Derek about NIL. There is a difference. There is a difference between being behind in the NIL game and being unorganized. I think Scott made the right decision because it takes something off of his plate. You have a guy that, look, I know that he's going to have other roles besides NIL. That is going to be his biggest thing. We gave the analogy of Kirby going out there, or we talked about this earlier today, Kirby sending out a, 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 a tweet of their collective link after they lose Caleb Downs. It's it, I could make the argument that this could be a bigger hire than anybody expects it to be. Like, there is a reason... Lane Kiffin's a troll. Lane has always been a troll. But there is a reason why he goes out to a social media platform, Twitter, and tries to troll LSU about a game that he won this past year. It's because he's losing a guy that he does not want to lose because of what they did in the portal with NIL. That's it. That's why. That's why Austin comes back here. That's why LSU does what they have to do 
to get him back here. That's the reasoning. You got LSU doing a lot of really good things in recruiting. You got Blake Baker out there right now killing it, dropping in on guys. Like, I, I don't know. A, this is where I wanted to go to later. We'll, we'll get to here in just a minute. Why I think Blake Baker was the right hire. Okay. Dude's already on the trail working his ass off. We never really saw coaches, players, anybody, anybody, when it came to recruiting. Oh, I mean, maybe here and there. Glad Matt House stopped by. Glad Matt House was here today. It was like a small little checklist for Matt House to go and recruit. Our main thing is going to be talking about Blake Baker uh, here tonight and why I think he was the right selection because he he checks all three boxes for me the bottom line is Blake Baker can go and and drop into these schools he can go in he can recruit and now with a guy like Thomas coming in those conversations don't really need to be had about NIL anymore coaches are not businessmen they're just not they don't they're not they don't need to be they need to be able to have the number, call Austin, get it done. This is what I need. Okay, versus what has somewhat been in the past, some disorganization. You know, I see all of you on Twitter, get Gordon and get it done. You, you, he can't be the only thing. you got to have a collective. It's how schools are doing it. It's how they're having to do it. They don't have a choice. Now, LSU has done that. I'm not saying that they have it. But that's going to have to be the way that they go. Now, back to the football-related news. I've been wanting to talk about this when we had some time. You know, we had a lot some games. We had men's basketball, women's basketball. We had some, some staff hires being made by LSU. We really haven't been able to talk about our new D.C. other than the day that he was hired. So we'll talk about him a little bit here tonight while all of you hit the like and share. Blake Baker, let me start off like this. Today, I I don't really know if you saw it, but Blake Baker has been moving and shaking a lot of places in recruiting. Remember when we talked about on this show that I want the next defensive coordinator, whoever it was, Blake Baker or anybody else, I wanted him to hit three main things innovative check has called plays in the sec check has experience in this league check so two a and then two b but number three and the point that we talked about the most here on this on this show was i wanted a guy that would go out there and want to recruit baker is doing that already and already making waves see I loved Dave Aranda. Thought Dave was really good here. I even actually liked Durante Jones because once Ed let him call the defenses, things actually got better. Maybe Durante could have done some good things at LSU. But none of them were on the recruiting prowess like a Blake Baker is. Now, we can look at what he did at Missouri. I don't think he does a lot of those same things at LSU. He could, but I don't think that he will. We're seeing him at Missouri. We saw him the last two years at Missouri. How good they had been defensively. Taking Georgia down to the wire. Kind of. And back-to-back years, not really to the wire this past year, but gave Missouri's offense enough chances to score points and win both football games. They couldn't do it. Blake was up for the challenge. This is why I said last week, and I will say again this one. I I know you're not going to agree with me because you see talent discrepancy. I don't know that overall you're not a better team. Now, 
you got to replace, you can't, rep well, you can, but you're not going to be able to replace a Jane Daniels. You're not going to be able to replace a Malink Neighbors, a Brian Thomas. I'm with you on that. I I'm 100% with you on replacing three offensive weapons that are quite honestly, that were more than better. One of them was played in a played elite all year in Jaden Daniels. You can't take that away. But my question becomes, because I believe that Blake Baker is going to be able to get to these young men every single week and make them play above some of them above their skis a little bit. I just I don't know if coaching. How do I want to say this? I think that coaching is good enough to make you light years better than you were last year. Now, doesn't stop Baker's challenges here at LSU. Baker's real challenges are there are some position groups that he might not have the depth that he should have at a place like LSU or at least experience depth at LSU. One thing that I do know is, is he does actually have some good pieces to work with. It's not as if LSU is barren from a talent perspective. I do think he has some young guys that they, Javian Toviano, highly recruited guy, Deshaun Womack, who was a five-star guy, Harold Perkins. What can Greg Penn do in another year? Can Blake Baker make Greg Penn unto a Damone Clark? type could that be a possibility we've seen him do it here before he's got some issues in the interior i cannot dispute that but he does have some talent in areas with the way that he calls plays i do think is a fit for a guy like deshaun womack a guy like harold perkins who can come off on the edge I think he's going to be a better overall linebackers coach and reach that room better than what Matt House did. I, I I just know that he can, and I know that he will. I've seen it not just at LSU. There's a difference. It's not just at LSU that he's done this now. He goes over and coaches safeties at Missouri, and you're seeing that room explode. So not only is he coaching two different position groups, one place he's calling plays, one place he isn't. Everywhere he's gone the last three years, the areas that he's coaching has gotten immensely better. The question is, the talent level. I don't know that if he doesn't have, on paper, from a recruiting standpoint, a better overall unit defensively at LSU than he had at Missouri. Because the blue chip ratio, which a lot of people go on, LSU beats Missouri by a landslide, even defensively. It's hard to beat what LSU did last year. But LSU offensively had to be that great to go 9-3. and three. I just don't know if that offense, this year's offense under us, has to do that. Has to. I, I don't think that they do. I, I, I really believe that they don't have to completely be down, pedal to the metal. Now, could be wrong here. For whatever reason, for me, I just think this team, under the direction of Blake Baker, is better. I, I, I never really bought in, and you know, and you know, I just never bought into Matt House. I made the stupid comment because I was fired up after Alabama. But he's been he was been an issue. You know, Matt House was a locker room issue, a lot like Mike Thomas is with New Orleans. <laughs> that should piss off some New Orleans Saints fans. Sometimes people aren't fit to be here. Matt House is more of an NFL coach. Because in the NFL, man, it's just professional. And college, it's just not like that. You can't tell – you can tell guys stuff in the NFL that you just can't tell guys in college.
tons to replace. I just think that you're better defensively. Now, Blake is going to ha- – well, you know, we're way too far out for this. Baker has some good teams that he's got to face now, some good offenses. USC, guys, they didn't really – I mean, they had their issues last year. Not a lot of them were offensively. Caleb Williams had some games here than there. Miller Moss, their backup, went stupid. He went stupid this year. Blake's got a lot that he's got to help and fix, but he's got a, lot, a, a good while to do that. before the. And look, I don't even think that he has his full, I don't want to say roster defensively, but I still think that there's guys that they're going to try to go in the portal on the, on the defensive line to get in here before, all, before August. I, I don't think that their team is complete. So we'll see how that goes. But I know they got guys on the edge that can rush. I know that they got talent uh, across the board that can play. The question is, how quickly can they develop them? How quickly can some of these young corners and safeties learn and get with the program? Because, guys, I got to be real with you. If they don't, you're then you really are in trouble. Because if you think that Jane Daniels is going to bail you out every week. He's not. He Garrett's not going to be able to do he, – Garrett's just not going to do that. You can't ask a first-time star, year starter, first-year starter to do that. It, it's unfair to Garrett. But you do have guys like Kylan Jackson who was highly recruited. High four-star. What is a Deshaun McBride, a Joel Rogers, a Jawan Johnson? Can any one of those make an impact? What does Jordan Allen do in year three? Again, you have, I mean, here's the truth, man. You actually do have talent. You might not know, like, we have no idea what Kylan Jackson can, can grow into. What, what can Joel uh, Olsen do with, with these safeties and Major Burns, with Major's experience? What can he do? Jake Olsen might get a D.C. job somewhere if he makes Major Burns at least a second-team all-SEC guy. Tons of tons of dudes, man. Tons. Some uh, it, it just feels to me that somebody in this pack defensively, especially in the secondary, is going to start standing out. Specifically at safety. I don't know about a corner. I do feel that at safety. So we'll see. We'll see. But Blake Baker, look, man, he's, he's, he's hitting all – Blake Baker is hitting all three areas that I wanted him to, to, to touch on. Recruiting, developing, okay, is another one. But recruiting being one, overall development two, and being innovative three. He's doing one of them that we have not had here from a D.C. I mean, dude, Blake's working his ass off. And good on him. Okay. Uh, Dane Bergeron says, Blake, we may be better from a coaching standpoint on defense. LSU still does not have the players for an SEC offense. Dane, I don't know if I I, I don't know if I agree. I, I, I really don't know if I agree. I agree in the interior of the defensive line. Like, so to the point, what is Harold Perkins? Like, what is Harold Perkins? What is Deshaun Womack? They're both five-star guys. Two guys that you know that are probably really talented. The question becomes, with a new coaching staff, can they get anything out of them? I, I do think that you have talent. I don't think all of those guys that you've recruited on defense are misses. I, I, I mean, maybe they are. Maybe they'll. You would have had a miss at such a high rate. Somebody's got to come out of that pack. Now, in 22, it was obviously Perkins, but P.J. Ojolari was really good. I, I mean, guys, here's the truth. I, I mean, the secondary in 22, as an example... We had a lot of the same questions. Jared Bernard Converse, 
Makai Garner. I know that all those guys are portal guys, and these these are high school guys. But man, you'd got a lot of experience coming back. I mean, really and truthfully, a lot of you call for Whit Weeks to play every week, even though he shouldn't have been playing every week. <laughs> Dane says our DBs suck. I think I think uh, Dane's on that whiskey ball. Yeah. So look. <laughs> About the DB room. Um, look, man. You're gonna have to be innovative. You can't play man-to-man coverage the whole time. You can't, but you gotta, you gotta mix it up. You know. Now that the season's over, I, I do want to say something, okay? I, I'm really surprised that Brian Kelly let the whole game go on and nothing changed against Ole Miss. I, I, I really am surprised by that. I, I know what the argument that Matt House made, well, they, well, the guys don't know anything different. Well, that's your fault that they don't. They, it, it's 100% his fault. And Brian Kelly, look, Brian Kelly talked about this. It got missed in his press conference uh, about, about Matt House. He said, we were trying to fix things at, Miss, at, at Ole Miss. I think just the players were so checked out. How, how does culture fit into this too? How does Blake Baker's culture fit into it? I do think some are on the corners. Like, look, but they're going to have to develop at a at a very good rate. I'm not. I'm not. I don't think that you're wrong, um, Dane. Completely. I just can guys not be allowed to be better. Like, are got do do players stay the same? Are players the same level of play in college from year one as a freshman to year two now? You know, you, you ask a question about a guy like Major Burns. You ask questions about other guys, but I just don't think that they've been developed good enough. And some of that's on Major Burns, too. Not all of that was on Kerry Cooks. Major just made wrong decisions. He made a lot of wrong decisions. Covered the wrong guy a lot. Why they continue to run him out there is a question mark. I don't know, man. I, I just feel like you're going to be a better overall team because I think you make more stops. On defense, I think you're more innovative. Uh, Dane, they might not be good, but they can be innovative innovative enough. I mean, you weren't good enough last year, and all LSU did there at the end the last two weeks was blitz. You got to be innovative enough. Uh, Conrad says, JD5 wasn't the same. It's called offseason. It's true. I I mean, what's crazy here is – for me, to, to that point, like we talk about LSU defense a lot on, on this show, and a lot of it's always negative. I think Conrad brings up a good point. That point mainly being, like, how can LSU people and LSU fans n- n- say that kids can't be get better and, and develop and get be more talented and, and grow up a little bit, mature a little bit? Guys, you literally saw it with two Heisman Trophy winners. You saw it with Joe Burrow. You saw it with Jaden Daniels. Now, again, I'm not saying this as a, a LSU homer, but you've seen guys develop in front of your eyes at LSU. Damone Clark, Blake Baker. Your DC, you saw it underneath him. Like, don't act as if that those things never happen. Now, LSU's got to go out there and prove it. LSU defensively has to go out there and show that they've developed and gotten better and their talent is their talents are showcased. All of those things are true. But as an LSU fan, you cannot say that players don't get developed when the two last Heisman Trophy winners that you got, two of the last five, develop from one season to the next. You can do it. You can do it.
Uh, James says Major Burns is horrible in, in coverage. Yeah. He wasn't he wasn't good. Corey West, Blake, is 85 players going to become an issue in the fall? No. I'll tell you why in just a minute. With that, um, or excuse me, in the fall, with what we have now and what we pick up in the transfer portal. Corey, it's 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 a great question. Um and one that a lot of people have 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 answered, um, and a lot of people have asked. I should not answered. A lot of people have asked. I should say, you're going to have to process some guys. <laughs> some guys are going to have to go in the portal, and more than you think, because the truth is, you're probably going to bring some other guys in here in the spring portal window. So. No. I mean, they're going to have to get to the 85. I mean, they're going to have to get to the 85 before before August. So, no, it's not a worry for me. just depends on what players leave. There are players on the team that have had zero production that literally take up a roster spot, you know, and I'm not going to call out their names. Maybe an offensive lineman, maybe two, probably a wide receiver, probably a DB or safety or corner and safety. I don't know anybody at linebacker you would process. I don't surely ain't nobody on your defensive line that you would process. Um, so yeah, um, you're going to have to process, you're probably going to process another six guys, I would assume six to 10, maybe, um, depending on how many guys you're going to get in from the portal. It it, it sucks, but you know, I'll say this again. I I said this last week because somebody asked me this and on this show, Don't you ever get mad at players wanting to get paid again. Lance Hurd, look, we just told you what Lance Hurd was about. Didn't say he was wrong. Go get your money. I never once said stay here and compete. If you want to go get your money, go get your money. I mean, wasn't the money that he was expecting that he'd get, but he went and got paid. But when you got a coach that's got to cut kids – uh, okay, it, you can't be pro LSU and then not be pro, you know, then, oh, well, the player's leaving. Why is he doing that? Oh, well, then Brian Kelly cuts another kid that wants to be here. It's a shitty world sometimes, man. But it's the hand that they're dealt. It's the hand that they're dealt. I had somebody ask me, too. If I thought LSU gray shirted any players, hell no. Who do they gray shirt? They, they can't gray shirt nobody. They need all the hands on deck that they can get. All of them. Okay. Do need to get to a little baseball talk. Um, let me do this. Uh, I'll answer one more question. This one from our good, fry, Steph, our good friend Stephen Fry over Fry Construction. Says, Blake, this is somewhat tongue-in-cheek. But could you ever see Perkins making a drastic position change to safety and end up being an Eric Reed or Chad Jones, similar body types? Um, I don't know about that. Like, I, I don't think he's going to be a safety in coverage like they were. Um, maybe he could. I mean, technically, Stephen, he is a box safety. I mean, that's just what he is. I mean, he plays in the slot, but he's a box safety slot. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with him. I have no idea what they're going to do with him. I understand. Look, I understand what they were trying to do with Perk. I was not overreacting as some. I, I thought they would need they need to rush him off the edge more. Like that, they're going to have to do. They're going to have to send him on blitzes and send him off the edge more. That's not a question to me. Like, that 100% is a, like, you're going to have to do. I did not realize that they would 
because going into the season, I thought, okay, he'd play. He, he's going to play line. You know, play in the inside on some downs. They'll probably run in Greg Penn and then put Perk on in some kind of passing down situation on the outside. They rotate pieces in. I thought they'd be innovative enough there. Well, they weren't. Um, Perk is also still learning the position. I just think another drastic. See, I, I, I worry for him because another really drastic change, then what? You know, then what? I understand the Matt House crew's argument about Harold being batting and, and run support. Um, guys, he's not good in the run game. He, he, I mean, against better teams, he has not been. That's one thing that he's going to have to be better in. Like, if he's going to be that close to the ball, he's got to get better and run. In the Like, look, Harold Perkins is a savage. Top 10 talent. He's going to be at hell. He's a top five talent in next year's draft. The problem is, though, I don't know what an NFL team does because he's so bad in run support. Or has or against better teams has been so bad in run support. Eric Reed and Chad Jones were never bad in run support. They were always really good there. Perk is really good at tackling in space, getting out to the edges and tackling and being a tackling machine. When it gets in that box, I, I, I'm going to call it what it is now, he gets his ass whooped. All right? I, I'm just going to call it a spade. I mean, you got the film to back it up. Anybody that wants to challenge me on that, we got the film to back that up. That's not an issue to get that film. You got Alabama media tweeting the film out about how Harold in the run game is getting absolutely abused, man. I, I mean, that's not an – like, guys, me saying that is not an opinion. You may think that what I just said was an opinion. It's not an opinion. Like, when you have the film on it, five plays where running backs have runs of over 10 yards because they're running right at Harold Perkins, that is an issue. They, he's got to learn to get – to spell the block. Don't take on the blockers. I, I think that there's something to be said about a player like Perk containing. Like, we see a lot of defenses that put their outside pressure – like, they get him in the box, but they don't put him in the box. Meaning they, they keep him on the edges of the box at any given moment. Let – let Perk play contain. Don't give him the responsibility of having to be in there with the Willie Mammoths of the world taking on blocks from a guard he has no business taking on. If he if he's going to do that, if he's going to do that, he's got to get to 235. And him at 235 pounds is not his game. Because today's day and age is different than when, like, when Eric Reed played or Chad Jones. You got to be a little, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I love when my wife sends me a text during the show. And then she just says, you laughing face emoji. That's never good. That means she just saw something. It's going to be really funny, and it's probably something bad that I do. I mean, my wife thinks that I don't know. I have not looked at the TikTok. I have not looked at the TikTok what, yet. I'm, I'm clearly on a show. <laughs> but something she just sent me is going to be something that's bad about me. Do y'all's wives do that? Do y'all's wives, men... Do your wives send you TikToks? Oh, this is you. And it's just like the stereotypical dude thing. Because <laughs> mine does. She doesn't do it often. Uh, but she does it to me. She surely does it to me. This is you. All right, let's get to a quick break. LSU baseball. We'll close it out with that. We do that next. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides 
over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements by the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell me, good friend Blake Rafino with AYS sent you on by. Bayou Daiquiri's at Bayou Bowling Go is owned and operated locally by Steve and Lisa Bean. You can find them at 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington, Louisiana. That's 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington. The North Shore's first crawfish drive-thru is about to step it up another notch by bringing you drive-thru daiquiris as well. You can call in your order today at 985-888-1914. 985-888-1914. Cause you know what? Daiquiris and crawfish. It's a Louisiana thing. So remember that TikTok I just said my wife sent me? Definitely me. <laughs> it wasn't as bad. It was about Taylor Swift. Um I'm so tired of Taylor Swift. And, and look, man, I I I, I got to be real with you. I'm not going to pick my Super Bowl champion right now. I, we got two weeks to do that, or less than two weeks. I'm just tired of seeing Taylor Swift. I, like, I really am. And, and what's so bad is, is people are mad at Taylor. Like, she's putting herself on camera. That's CBS. That's the NFL. That ain't on her ass. She don't give a shit about being on no TV. She probably just wants to enjoy the damn game. Right? Like, she probably just wants to enjoy the game. Her boyfriend is playing in the game. I'm just so tired of talking about it. Like, my Twitter feed yesterday, Taylor Swift and Kelsey making out. Uh, Taylor Swift's got to fly from Tokyo to L.A. I mean, Vegas. How can she do it? I just really don't give a fuck. <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't care. Like, I, I, I just don't care about Taylor Swift and her boyfriend making out on the 50. Don't care that Andy Reid's pointing at her. Don't care. Want to watch football? Want to watch football? I wonder what Taylor Swift thinks about that play, Jim. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I'm not telling you. Well, I'm not, guys, I'm not going to tell you my sponsorships. Yeah, I think this is a troll. I think that's a troll. We ain't getting trolled here. So look, I do think San Francisco, I want San Francisco to win. I want anybody besides Kansas City to win. I actually like Kyle Shanahan a lot. I think he's a really good play caller. Um, look, he's gotten to a Super Bowl with Jimmy G, Brock Purdy, and Matt Ryan. I, I mean, the guy has not had a 
a a transformative quarterback, but he's still getting there. I just want somebody different to win it. I'm so tired of like I, I I'm you know I I'm like you man I, I kind of want to it, it feels good when the Patriots lose or the or when they had Brady it feels good when Kansas City lose loses I loved it when Joe Burrow kicked Pat Mahomes' ass you know if Joe Burrow wouldn't have been hurt he would have been the only man that the truly the only man that could have saved us from Kansas City getting into back in uh, back into the Super Bowl. It's really, really, his name is Joe Burrow. That's the only man that can save us moving forward from this Taylor Swift fiasco. The league better beware because the only man, and he's going to come back and do really good. The only man that can save us right now is Joey B. Get Taylor Swift off my damn TV. Okay. LSU baseball is around the corner. Now, got to admit, really fired up for this season. Really fired up. Think this team's going to be extremely talented. You know, look, man, you've seen Tommy White coming back. And you know what's crazy, man? I don't think we talk about Tommy White enough. Like, I, we talk about him a lot, but we don't talk about him enough. And, and this is indicate, and like the biggest indicator. Jay Johnson is at a press game, is at a press conference, his opening press conference of the year. Officially, his first press conference. Media days for LSU baseball. It took 38 minutes for somebody to ask about Tommy Tanks. 30 minutes. How? How? I, that I don't get. Dude looks good at the plate right now, man. Looks good in the field. I know he had shoulder surgery, but Jay was right. I don't think Jay goes to the podium and lies. Hey, man, <laughs> this dude's a different, is a different kind of animal. Like, I mean, he had surgery, really didn't do a lot this fall, came out, and is crushing the baseball. Yeah, it's crazy what happens when your body gets rest and is able to recoup, too. Um, But look, you, you have a lot of power in this lineup. You have a lot of good hitters in this lineup. What can young guys like Brown do? I mean, look, Kling, Kling Kong, Pearson comes back and is playing second too which is crazy michael braswell has had a mate the, the kid from south carolina from the portal your shortstop has had an amazing fall and early part to his uh, to his year so look we're not that far away from baseball and, and look a lot of talk has been about this man uh, the guys on the mound this pitching staff gauge jump at being absolutely filthy the lefty from ucla what can luke holman do you know, you have a guy returning like Thatcher Hurd. Uh, you got the the freshman phenom, the lefty, and Cam Johnson. Like you have a lot of really talented arms in that in that pen, and guys that are going to be in your rotation on the weekend. The question that everybody has is about them at the plate, and I just got to be real with you. I'm never going to worry about a Jay Johnson team at the plate, probably ever, until he shows me something otherwise that I should be worried. But he hasn't, and he probably won't. I think LSU might struggle a little bit early out of the game at the plate. Maybe a little bit to be expected. But once, as the weather starts heating up, I think the bats are going to heat up. And this team is, look, they're preseason top two. A lot of expectations around them. But the truth is, is that they're really talented. I think they're more talented than on the mound from start, from start to bottom than they were a year ago. But that's hard to say. That's a national championship winning staff. Whether Look, they had their bumps and challenges in the road, but this team won over 50 games. And some of them and a lot of them convincingly. You know, they had their struggles with adversity last year. Rhett Louder shoved it down LSU's throat. Then in the 11th, Tommy Tanks. Did he get it? Did he get it? He did. Carl Ravish with an amazing call. But <laughs> the bottom line is, JJ, dude, I've been saying, I've been telling y'all this, and I've gotten so much pushback on it. There's not a better recruiter at LSU better than Jay Johnson. Nobody. I will die on that hill and gladly die. 
on that hill. You better put some respect on Jay's name, man. They got a really good weekend rotation. They got really uh, guys that are really talented at the plate. I'm really looking forward to, really looking forward to this year and how things are going to turn up. We'll see you tomorrow. Carter the Power Bryant joins us. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.